astronomers have calculated that each square kilometer of a region around 50 degrees west and 85 degrees south on the smiling face of the moon received some 300 to 500 kilograms of Earth material, all of it arriving via low-velocity impacts. For 43% of these impacts, the vertical arrival speed would have been less than one kilometer per second. Researchers can expect to find the fossilized remains of Earth's first life embedded in the material wafted up to the moon from collision events on Earth. Given the slow-speed impacts and the lack of geological activity on the moon in the era since life originated on Earth, in all likelihood the pristine fossils of first life still remain on the moon. Missions to the moon focused on recovery of these fossils could help us resolve a major debate. Non-theists and theists tell very different stories about Earth's first life. Non-theists propose that the first organism was a single species of minute bacteria, less than 0.1 microns in diameter, low in abundance, and at least as simple as the simplest single-celled life form existing today. Theists, by contrast, propose that the origin of life was the sudden appearance of a complex ecology of abundant single-celled organisms, many as large or larger than a micron in diameter. A targeted lunar mission could potentially go a long way toward settling this question. Nevertheless, Earth's earliest life has left behind some clues. The planet's crust contains telltale isotope signatures. When living organisms use inorganic material to build biomolecules, they preferentially select lighter isotopes from that material. For example, life and the remains of life contain higher ratios of carbon-12 to carbon-13, nitrogen-14 to nitrogen-15, and sulfur-32 to sulfur-34 than does material that was never part of an organism. Organisms use certain building block molecules to manufacture proteins, DNA, RNA, lipids, and polysaccharides. The most critical of these building block molecules are amino acids, nucleosides, fatty acids, and 5 and 6 carbon sugars. When organisms die, they first decay into these building block molecules and then further break down into a suite of carbonaceous substances. Isotope analysis of the building block molecules and carbonaceous substances found in ancient crustal deposits allow researchers to distinguish whether or not this material arises from the decay of once-living organisms. To date, isotope analysis of Earth's oldest rocks reveals that none of the building blocks and carbonaceous substances found there came from inorganic sources. All bear the signatures of decay from once-living organisms. These results indicate that Earth never carried a rich or even a dilute supply of prebiotics. On this basis alone, the once widely accepted primordial soup scenario is off the table, or the stove. A physical explanation for the absence of prebiotics on the early Earth comes from the oxygen-ultraviolet paradox. Research shows that the presence of oxygen, even in a minute amount in the ocean or atmosphere, effectively stymies prebiotic chemistry. At the same time, the lack of oxygen in Earth's environment means no ozone can form to protect the planet from the sun's ultraviolet radiation. Such radiation unimpeded proves equally catastrophic to prebiotic chemistry. Abiogenesis depends crucially on the availability of a highly concentrated supply of prebiotics. At the time of life's origin, prebiotics were neither abundant on Earth nor concentrated. In fact, they seem to have been non-existent. 
This finding has led to considerable debate over the timing of Earth's first life. Strategic Timing More than a decade ago, evidence indicated that the origin of life occurred within an immeasurably brief time span. The late heavy bombardment, LHB, listen again to chapter 6, raised the temperature of the entire planetary surface so high as to evaporate all its water and melt all its rocks. Then, according to multiple isotope studies, just as soon as the surface temperature cooled enough for the possibility of life's existence, life appeared. This evidence prompted paleontologist Niles Eldridge to comment, One of the most arresting facts that I have ever learned is that life goes back as far in Earth history as we can possibly trace it. In the very oldest rocks that stand a chance of showing signs of life, we find those signs. 